Hi guys, welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. This is your host, Ekta, and today is a very interesting episode because it's really a commentary, not really an episode. Um, I wanted to get on here and talk about clean beauty because I know that we have been really talking about it and buzzing about it as an industry, and I really love that, to be honest. Um, I think clean beauty needs to go away. I'm going to just start there. Uh, I'm, I'm all about being blunt and honest, and I genuinely believe that it is all hype and no truth. Um, um, I, I mean, I don't want to say no truth because nothing is absolute, but like at the end of the day, guys, I mean, you all know just as much as I do that clean does not mean much. It literally means like clean. When I think of clean, I'm thinking of like a tabletop, I'm thinking of things like like cleaning my house, you know, like I get it. You don't want, quote, dirty chemicals in your formulations, but what are dirty chemicals, you know, um, other than the ones that we've somehow, you know, damned for no reason, like, for example, preservatives, like, you know, preservatives are not dirty chemicals, they're the reason that your, you know, products don't get dirty, so, you know, those kind of things, right, those conversations, we've had them ad nauseum at this point, so I'm not gonna dive into that and reiterate what has already been said, but what I do want to say is that here's the deal, just okay if a brand is advertising as of right now their main pitch their main marketing hype is that they're a clean brand and i know a lot of great ones that are um this is the time to also prove your scientific um you know principles to prove your scientific relevance this is the time to do that um i really urge all of the bigger brands listening that do have the budget right now that can make big shifts changes call it whatever you want i urge you you should do it so i wanted to also mention that you know when you talk about clean beauty you're talking about things that are way beyond things like just what chemicals are used i'm talking about certain things such as inflammation i'm talking about making it eczema friendly let's make it rosacea friendly which needs to be a, a bigger thing by the way because rosacea is on the upward you know side of things in, in terms of charts and how many people have it actually and because it was not properly diagnosed before we didn't know this many people had it so again rosacea let's make that a thing and, and talk about why products benefit those that have rosacea um you know let's talk about clinical trials let's talk about what makes a clinical trial valid um where was it conducted how was it conducted was it double blind who was involved in the you know investigation process who was involved in the analytical process who were the people that used um the statistical softwares that are now being used to analyze data what were the reference points for the statistical analysis p-values all of that stuff i want to know I know a lot of people want to know, and not because they want to know the nitty-gritty of every detail I just said, but they want to know that that is there, that 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 a brand has, you know, been held accountable for those kind of things. And I really, really believe that now is the time to do that, to deliver that to our customers, um, to the consumers, to all of us. You know, I am also a consumer. I want to see that. And to be honest with you guys, I'm not going to lie. I know I, I interview a lot of brands. A lot of brands send PR because they are being interviewed. However, that's why my top picks are so narrow. That's why the top picks that we put out are so narrow and so, you know, concise because we don't want 
the new trend. We don't want products that are trendy or here, now, gone tomorrow. No, we want products that are here to stay. Why? Because they've checked off the boxes that I just told you about, which is pretty much all of the science related stuff. I love that when, you know, brands say, hey, we're clean, in other words, implying that we're safe to use. I like that. I like the safety aspect that clean beauty stands for. But what I don't like is that it has become obviously, you know, as we've talked about so much, a buzzword, you know, it's become a stamp that says that, hey, look at me, I'm doing something um, that you should invest in. That's wrong. That's a, it's, a misunderstanding. It's a misrepresentation. Um, I really don't condone people doing it. Brands, individuals, anybody, influencers that influence their followings by saying, I'm only into clean beauty. Stop that. Stop that shit. It's not true. Um, And if you really do care about your skin's health, I really urge you to think about why you use the products you use. Are they beneficial for the needs that you have? The, you know, things that are really impacting your skin, are they geared towards you? Um, you know, and, and I'm not saying that, you know, customization of skincare is, is the way to go. I'm not saying that it's, it's an option, but there's plenty of brands out there that offer real solutions, that offer real hope. And, you know, I'm not plugging any brand, and that's why I won't mention the name, but there's a brand right now, I can tell you, my mother has been using religiously, and she was a woman who grew, you know, grew up in rural India, exposed to the sun all the time. She had the sunspots. She has, still has them. A lot of freckling. She's been using this product daily, like every morning, and it's not even been two months. And she literally called me almost in tears, saying, "I never thought that these spots would go away." So I am telling you with full confidence that there are brands out there that, you know what, they're doing it right and they're focusing on the science and they've been focusing on the science you guys really need to look at what they're doing and start mimicking not saying do exactly what they're doing but obviously don't cause redundancies to occur but we as an industry needs to push we need to push for the chemicals and the things and the you know the actives in these kind of products that are creating results result driven technologies result driven would you want a computer let me ask you guys this would you want a computer that just looked nice and you could say, hey, it's an eco-friendly computer, but it didn't do jack. No, you'd be really frustrated because you couldn't check your emails. You couldn't play your games. You couldn't, you know, utilize it the way you want to utilize it. You'd be annoyed. Why? Because it's just a token that you have sitting around. And that's great. Maybe make it, you know, coffee table uh, furniture. But that's not that's not the goal here you know we love filling our vanities with beautiful products and packaging and and things that say clean on them but do we really need them if anything you're probably causing you know damage to yourself through uh airborne toxicity you know that occurs through chemicals actually being inhaled for prolonged periods of time and leading to problems that happens with clean brands non-clean brands clinical brands that's an all-around problem so are we even talking about that no but that's a real health risk. You know, idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis is what we call it in medicine. Where do you think that name comes from? Idiopathic means that, you know, you, we don't know what's causing these problems, but we know that it's a problem. So when I, you know, the reason I'm mentioning that is because these chemicals are adding to that. Whatever it is, whether it's natural, clean, organic, I don't care. The problem is it's there. there there's a problem. And, and, and the real underlying problem is clutter. 
the clutter in this industry has got to go. And I'm sorry, but the truth is, a lot of that clutter is because of all those brands out there. The only thing they have going for them is that they're clean. Okay? So I really urge people, create options, real options. Don't create fluff. Don't create redundancies. Um, Science is everywhere when it comes to skin. You can't avoid it. It's not like any other beauty um, you know, category, not saying that you, we shouldn't be paying attention to our beauty products just as much, which I have can do a whole other episode about, because I'm a firm believer in that, um, that we do need to refine the way that we create beauty products. But what I'm saying is, when it comes to skin science, you cannot take shortcuts. You cannot just do things because you think that, you know, no one's going to notice. The, gone are the days of cooking up things in your kitchen. Um, gone are the days of not running any clinical trials that are representative of the actual community in which you are selling your products. So if that is a na- you know nationwide thing, then you need to be sampling from a nationwide level of um, you know a base population so that you can really reflect what your product does. These are just some things, okay? I have a huge list, and so with that being said um you know i really urge you guys reach out to us if you have any questions about this um you know how to rectify things not even rectify but how to add to what already exists for you as a brand you know if you're a brand that is very nature clean organic um you know focused that's okay it's great you know you're probably a great great brand you probably have great science in your products that you just haven't talked about yet you know that's okay but it's never too late to start that conversation. It's never too late to like, you know, just admit it that I haven't really focused on that part. Maybe I should, you know, I owe it to my customers. I owe it to myself as a brand founder, those kind of things, those conversations, those internal, you know, dialogues that need to really be resonating right now. And I'm really proud of us as an industry that we're making these steps and these changes because you know what? this is what it's all about you guys and it's amazing to see so huge shout out to all of my uh you know all of the my favorite publications that i read on daily beauty independent beauty matter um i am a huge subscriber to both of them cew um you know all of the amazing venture capitalists on linkedin that i follow um you know you guys are amazing you guys post some of the best articles i've ever seen that really keep me informed so please keep doing that and for everybody out there i urge you to follow in their footsteps contribute to for example beauty independence articles contribute to beauty matters articles contribute to our articles you know if you're an expert if you're an executive if you know what you're talking about reach out Um, because these are really the publications that are doing that ground level work. You know, I know that Vogue, you're amazing. Vogue is always amazing. You know, Business Vogue and Beauty Vogue, uh, you know, any publication, guys, any, anybody, you know, I think we're really solid when it comes to beauty editorial and I really love the editorial community in the beauty realm. So, uh, and the business realm. So I really urge anybody, if you've got news, if you've got an idea, if you've got insights, reach out to them, reach out to me whoever you can and let's get this you know conversation to a point where it's normalized and it's easy to talk about brands aren't worried about being demonized brands aren't worrying about their reputation going down the hill i don't want that to i don't want to see that personally as a consumer as a part of the industry i don't want to see that happen to any brand because every founder 
creates a brand out of love, passion, and enthusiasm. Nobody goes into this with just malicious intent or just lackluster, um, you know, just initiative. So I really urge everybody, let's keep this conversation going. I'm happy to do a part two with somebody who wants to come on the show, or we could even do a panel discussion if uh, the listeners want to hear it. So I urge all the listeners to chime in. Let me know who you want to hear from um, on the podcast about this topic. Um, If you want me to do a panel, I would love to, and I'll start reaching out to people. But let's really, really amplify this because now is the time. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I'm sorry for the rant. It's been solid uh, almost 13 minutes of me just talking your ear off. But thank you for listening. Thank you for everything. Skincare Anarchy would not be anything if it weren't for people tuning in, which is exactly what you guys do when our numbers reflect it. So I couldn't be more thankful. The whole team is thankful. We we look at our numbers every day and we're just like, oh my gosh, people actually listen to us. Wow. And, you know, for me personally, that's that's astounding because I've always been that person that's an introvert and I never I never had a lot of friends, you know, I was always in my books. And so um, to see that you guys really care and you listen and you just, you know, hear me out and hear out what we have to say, it means the world. So thank you. And, um, you know, for all the amazing executives out there in the industry, thank you because you're really doing great stuff. And I regard you guys in, you know, the same way that I regard my colleagues in medicine. You know, I have the utmost respect for entrepreneurs. It is an incredibly courageous feat to create a brand and to grow it and to make it what it is. So I really, really want to reiterate this is not a rant about brands. This is a rant about how we need to do better. That's all. So thank you for listening. And I will be back next time with a full length interview.